Get ready for the Throwing Bows podcast with Quinton, Wes, and Cody. Hello and welcome to episode four of Throwing Bows. I'm Cody and I'm joined by Wes and Quinton as always. We're not going to... Uh, we're not going to sit here and talk about the Wednesday card too much. Um, we're going to try and jump right into UFC 257. Everybody knows the big one happened in this Saturday. Um, so we'll take a look back at Wednesday. Um, I'm going to go first. I, the only fight I really want to talk about, because I only went like two for four on the main card with my pick. But the one that I was correct on uh, was Warley Alves. And holy shit. Yes, sir. Can that guy throw a body kick or what? Like, just boom, 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 body went down. It was it was nice. I remember um, laughing when that happened, specifically because Quentin said Lizez is going to just snipe his head off, and then he just got his core kicked out. I, I always talk somebody up so highly, and then they just get their fucking ass kicked, and I just end up looking like an idiot. But I swear, his nickname is the sniper. Like, I watched this guy fight. He had crazy striking. But I will give it to this Brazilian. He he is deadly. Holy shit. Looking like Wanderlei out there. Except That's I'm not honestly, a... That was my... That was my... Uh, that was the guy I would compare him to, which it just blew me away. He just has, like, crazy power, and he just goes for it. You know what I mean? He's I'm not a fan like, anymore. Just, like, <laughs> you're not a fan of Morley Alves? Not anymore, after he went on his whole uh, wants to fight Nate Diaz because the marijuana guy... No, no win- winners don't do drugs. He's a marijuana guy. And he, as he said in the oh, after thing... And I'm like, do you... He's, he's a straight-edge king. Oh, yeah. You're sounding like a robot there, Quentin. Yeah, there goes Quentin. We'll have to get him back. Um, Wes, was there a fight that uh, you really liked on Wednesday? Just while he's kind of... Well, I get him back. Well, in. of course, you had my boy Sue, Sue Maderji, won his fight by decision. I mean, he cracked that dude with some good shots, rocked him. I thought he was going to put him away at one point, but the guy managed to survive. So it was just a good fight. Good on that. Representing Tibet. Yeah, how many? Is there a lot of Tibet fighters in the UFC? I don't think no, he's, he's, he's the only one. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's okay, why. There you go. He is. Hello and welcome to episode four of Throwing Bows. I'm Cody and I'm joined by Wes and Quentin as always. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna sit here and talk about the Wednesday card too much. Um, we're gonna try and jump right into UFC 257. Everybody knows the big one happened in this Saturday. Um, so the <laughs> only one. Um, what any fights that I liked? Um, I honestly the. Uh... I will say I liked the the main event. Honestly, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked like I did like Chiesa, but I just thought Magni was on a like you said Magni was on a roll, and I couldn't I couldn't bet against that. Chiesa and then but Chiesa just Chiesa wrestled him. Like, yeah, I thought Magni could stay on his feet, though. I I I thought Magni could do that. So did I. Yeah, but I thought Magni was all. I thought Magni's pretty good as like a grappler as well. Like he's a pretty good jiu-jitsu guy. And uh, I thought he could maybe handle him, but did not seem to happen. Oh, and the grappling of Kiesa, though, like, it was, the transitions were beautiful. It was, like, every time Magni was, there was sometimes yeah. where Magni would go to take him down, and he would just roll into a top mount position, and you're like, wow, this guy is just playing with him. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. 
he has that wrestler durability. He has that uh, that long standing. He can go for probably then, another two. And rounds. then he called out Colby after. Even though I got it wrong, <laughs> I saw the highlights. Uh, yeah, no, the we underestimated. We underestimated Kiesa. Yeah, no, we all did. I mean, we West all, yeah. Wes not as much, but Wes is gonna have to learn to stick to his gut because he changed his pick and it screwed him right up. We screwed him right up. Yeah. That would be great because they're both like wrestlers. Both high, high, high go, cardio, last, high yeah. cardio, like uh, like just two trains colliding. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And decent uh, well, you got anything else to say? No, no, no sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, say so we'll just move along to UFC 257. Before we get to the main card, we've been kind of blowing over the prelims in the last uh, couple episodes, which we shouldn't do. We want to give some love to the prelims, uh, so. We'll just do a little prelim shout-out right now. Um, I'll go first, and then I'll throw uh, the ball over to you guys. I just wanted to shout-out the Brad Tavares versus Antonio Carlos Jr. fight. I think, uh, although I like Tavares, I think there's no there's no uh, losing situation here. You're either going to see uh, Carlos Jr. come out on top and become a much bigger name because Tavares seems to be um, almost a stepping stone as of late. But if Tav- I would also like to see Tavares get a big win and get back on track and kind of uh, show that he still belongs in the higher end of the division. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, I think, Quinton, you were doing an early prelim one, so we'll go to you, and then we'll go to West after that. Okay. Um, for, so for me, I'm going with actually the early prelims. So this is even before the main prelims. Mahmoud um, uh, Marudov versus Andrew Sanchez. And I want to give a good shout-out to um, Rudolph, who I think has a lot of potential to be, like, I think this guy might be even a pretty big star and somebody to watch in the, the middleweight division. He is one of the he, – he's crazy strong. Like, his his knockout power is just – I honestly, it's top five. Like, I, I feel like this guy is very dangerous, and I just – I want to see where this guy goes. So, just a big shout-out to that, and I think, he, I think he, he's going to win it, so. Wesley, it's your turn, but Oh, yeah. I got... So, in my prelim, I got Nasrat Hackprast fighting Armin Sarukian. Nasrat basically looks like a miniature clone of Kelvin Gastelum, and he fights a lot like him, too, which is pretty fun to watch. And Except he's a lightweight, so he's a, a little smaller. And Armin Sarukian's another young guy who has some pretty decent potential. He beat Olivier Aubin-Mercier, the Canadian guy, a year ago. He also just he also fought on the Figgy and Benavides two card last year and got a win, so he's on two fight win streak. But I think Nasrat's gonna smack him. But we'll see. It's gonna be a good fight. All right, all right. So those are your prelim shoutouts from the boys. We'll move on to the main card now, uh, and it's it's a good one. It's, it's a pretty damn good card. Uh, first one we got the we got two women's uh, fights on this main card, but we'll go with the first one here. Amanda Rebus versus Marina Rodriguez. Uh, I'll throw my pick out there first just because it's kind of quick. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, Rebus. She's a pretty heavy favorite on this one, and I don't think she should be quite as a heavy favorite. She's like minus three something, like 320 or something like that. Uh, huge favorite, and I think it should be a little bit closer of a matchup than that, but I'm still going to go with Rebus because uh, I just I, I do enjoy her. She's one of my favorite female fighters. So uh, I'll be picking her, and, and hopefully she can pull out the dub. But Wes, uh, do you agree or do you disagree on that one? I Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Amanda Reeves is going to win. 
Um, just looking at Marina, Amanda Reeves is a really good fighter, especially really good on the ground, as we saw in the Paige Van Zandt fight. But Marina Rodriguez isn't bad either. She did lose her last fight to Carla Esparza on the Whitaker and Till card. But the rest of her resume is not too bad. Like, she's beaten Tisha Torres. She's beaten Jessica Aguilar. But she drew, she went to a draw with Calvillo and Ronda Marcos. So that's, that's okay. But I mean, she's got a lot of wins. She came from the Contender Series Brazil. But I think I think Amanda Reeves is going to be here because this Rodriguez girl is thirty three, Reeves is twenty seven. So I feel like the UFC has been doing a pretty half decent job at feeding their up and coming stars like adequate challenge, not giving them someone that could actually smack them. Because this Marina Rodriguez girl is probably going to like all of her most of her wins or decisions are knockouts. She only has one sub, so it looks like if it goes to the ground. Amanda Reba is probably going to be able to beat her. Quinta, do you have any uh, any uh, other options there? Or do you think it's going to be a Rebus, uh, Rebus win as well? Uh, I, I'm going with Rebus too. Uh, she's elite uh, jiu-jitsu, like top, top jiu-jitsu, one of the best uh, fighters in the women's division out of all of them. And she's actually also has a Muay Thai background, so her striking, she can stand on the feet pretty well. And she submitted uh, Paige Van Zandt, who's no... Uh, He's no joke. He's pretty legit. Jeffy, uh, Mackenzie Dern and Rana Marcos. So she has some wins on her belt. Um, yeah, I think she's a up and comer, and I think she's uh, someone to watch out for in the women's division. All right, clean sweep for Rebus there from the boys. We'll move on to uh, this one. <laughs> this one kills me too. We got Steam Rola Rolova versus the Bulldozer Azatar. <laughs> uh, it. it uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my pick for last, but um, you guys, I'll let you guys go first. We'll go West, and then we'll go Quentin on this one. So West, uh, what do you got? I got Odman Azatar, 100. His last knockout, he punched the guy like in the side of the ear slash temple, and he knocked him out so bad that his he was his body was like twitching on the ground afterwards. So I think Odman's just gonna knock this guy out. Pretty simple pick, Quentin. You agree with that, or you going with the steamroller? I do. No, I do, I do agree with that. Ottoman is a killer. He is a lead kickboxer. His striking is um, very, very good. Um, I don't think there's a lot of guys who can stand on the feet with him. I think he is one of the best. Matt Ferolova, he is a tough guy. I don't, I'm not going to count him out or anything, but I just, I see this. He's going to be someone to worry about in this uh, lightweight division. So I'm going with Ottoman. All right, that's uh. Those those are those are good those are good picks. Uh, I I agree with what you guys are saying, but I got to go with the steamroller. Um, I, I just <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it like just because of the name. I, sorry, sorry. I just got to I got to point out. It's like a bulldozer versus a steamroller. It's like the battle of the machines. We got kind of yeah. No, it's, it's gonna be great. <laughs> and it's actually it's a battle of two different styles in this fight. Realistically, you have a grappler in yeah. Frolova who he doesn't fin- he doesn't finish a lot of fights with his hands, um, standing up at least, versus Clearly, someone who does not want to grapple at all, and uh, in Azatar, and he hasn't had to. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked at the stats; he's got a he's got a perfect defense rate in the UFC, hundred yeah. percent. So he hasn't had to; he hasn't been challenged. But I'm going to pick Steamroller because if he can get a, this fight to the ground, which I mean, obviously doesn't seem likely, but if he can get this fight to the ground, I think he's going to have a big advantage there. He's and also, he's also a Matt Sarah uh, trainee. He also comes from the academy. 
Oh, well, there you go. Like, I didn't even know that, but that's, there's another reason to like him. Yeah. But uh, he, I, I, I'm, I know I'm going off the board on this one. It's kind of my, my, uh, my underdog pick for the night, but I, I just like him. And I think if he, like I said, if he can get this fight to the ground, it could be a whole different story. He could also get knocked out in seven and 70 seconds, you know, like that, that could definitely happen. And I hope he doesn't, uh, but we'll see. We're going to move on to the second theme. We're going to move on to the second female fight. Uh, we got two pretty well-known names in Jessica I and uh, Joanne Calderwood. Ah, this is kind of a pick em fight. If, if there was ever one in my eyes, but uh, Quentin, we'll let you go first. You haven't gone first yet, so take her away. Um, awesome, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna go Calderwood. I like I like her. I think she is someone who is very good with her striking. She is. Um, I always like the strike because I'm always I'm kind of biased when it goes with it because I just I enjoy someone who is really good. She's an elite level kickboxer. Um, she has some big wins. I think she she's coming off a loss which is, you know, always tough against Jennifer Maya, which is, uh, I mean, it's no, she's no joke. She's a legitimate uh, fighter, and she just lost to Shevchenko, who's no joke as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, all these, all these fighters are so good, but, like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like Hollywood could take it. Jessica I, no slouch either, but she's also coming off a loss, and I feel like she's more on the downturn. Of her career, whereas when I said last episode, like, Calderwood is more on the upswing. So I'm going to go with Calderwood. All right, Wes, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm also going to be going with Calderwood, mainly because I don't like Jessica I, but <clears throat> she, Jessica I is not a bad fighter, but I mean, yeah, she lost her last fight to Cynthia Calvillo, and I mean, I personally didn't think that was a close fight. I think Calvillo just ragdolled her on the ground for most of the fight, but... I don't know. I, I do like Joanne Calderwood, and I just don't like Sky. She's cringy, and everything you hear is more like all the fighters don't like her on the UFC PI. They just don't like the way she carries herself. So I I definitely wouldn't I definitely would enjoy watching Joanne knock her out. So uh, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. It'll probably go to a decision realistically because most women's fights do, but I'm hoping for a knockout. Just like in that prelim fight last week, where that girl kicked that other girl directly in the face, it was great. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of um, a lot of fights uh, or a lot of lockups here. Sorry for picks. Like, I don't think there's anything that you can clearly say like, "Oh, this is definitely going to happen." But if there is one on this card, I'm going to be taking Joanne Calderwood by decision. I think it's probably the closest to um, to a right lockup that you could have. Like. Calderwood has been looking really good on her feet, like Wes was saying, like Quentin was saying. Like she's looked great on her feet, and I don't see any scenario where I can take her off her feet in and kind of implement a different game plan. But at the same time, I don't think Calderwood's got the power to get her out of there. It, she could, she definitely could. I, I mean, I, uh, I think she has a better finishing. Um, she has better finishing than probably uh, I ever. Like does like I think she I think she has better chance. Yeah, she's more likely. He's more likely to finish for sure. But I don't. I don't think she's going to get her out of there. I think it's it's almost guaranteed decision. Jessica I has only finished four of her fights, whereas Joanne Calderwood has finished six. Yeah. So. Neither of them are big finishers. No, but I mean, for the women's division, I think five, like six, six finishes is. Joanne Calderwood has also never been knocked out. All of her losses are either subs or decisions. I find subs a lot more common in the women's division. Yes. Yeah. 
they're really good with like they're I feel like they maneuver because they're so like they're smaller right but they can maneuver much better on the ground sometimes I don't know what it is but yeah, they're all, well. They're very flexible. Yeah. Like some of the positions they get into, they're just we're not. We're not seeing flexible in ways guys can't. Be. We're not gonna see Rosenstrike uh, <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing rollovers and you know taking the back so easily and whatever. Uh, all right, we'll move on. We'll move on to the co-main event. Um, it's kind of it ran up quick on us here. It isn't a very long episode, but that's all right. Well, they don't, they don't uh, have to be. No, exactly. They, this one, this one's pretty cut and dry. Like everybody knows these fighters. There's not much to talk about. Except yeah, I think we were, who we want. We, right? we kind of got off topic a little bit the last episode. We're kind of like stalling <laughs> for some. <laughs> yeah, so we're cutting that. We're cutting the shit this time. Yeah, so that, there we go. To the point. Uh, we got we got a pretty big pretty big fight just because of uh, the implications of Bellator coming over. Kind of at any time. Any time a fighter, especially. Uh, a champion or ex-champion from Bellator comes to the UFC, it always kind of makes a rumble. And that's what we have here. We have Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. I'm just going to come out and just say what I have to say because I don't have much to say on this fight other than I'm going with Dan Hooker. Uh, if, if you know me, uh, then you knew this was obvious. If you don't know me, just realize that if there's a guy from City Kickboxing, uh, I'm probably going to pick him. That, that's just the way it is. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan, boy. Uh, I, I just, Dan Hooker, uh, left, like Dan Hooker just really impressed me. Like, yeah, a lot of people say Paul Felder won their fight and it was really close, but Dan Hooker, I thought, I thought took that one. He looked tough as hell. And uh, that's the only way I can put it against Dustin Poirier. Um, but I think he's gonna, well, you know what? I, I don't think anything on this. I just want him to win. I just genuinely want Dan Hooker to win because I think he's a great guy. He makes me laugh. Uh, Wes, are you taking uh, the same as me, or are you thinking the guy? Honestly, man, at the beginning I was. I was a hundred percent on Dan Hooker's side, but I have seen I've seen some videos of Michael Chandler wrestling with Kamaru Usman, and he was giving Usman a tough ass time when they were wrestling. So it's just I don't know. I think a lot of things are involved. If it stays on the this and this, in my opinion, is a lot more of a pick'em than the last fight. I think this is the biggest up in the air fight because it's there's a lot of things like if Michael Chandler can actually take down and keep down Dan Hooker, then I think Dan Hooker's fucked. But if it stays on the feet, then I think Michael Chandler's fucked because I just don't. Michael Chandler has nine knockout wins and like that's pretty good. Like he's a pretty good all around guy, but I just don't think he has the ability to stay on the feet with hooker i think his game plan should be to take him down and try to wrestle fuck him or choke him out or something because that's his best bet it's it's this is such a tough it's such a tough fight it's so up in the air like i'll have to go with just my heart because i want to say dan hooker's gonna win because i i in my mind i think he's gonna knee michael chandler in the face when he goes to shoot and that's how that's gonna go but this is a 50 50 fight it's tough but i'm gonna go with dan hooker too all right, that just leaves my boy Quinton. What do you got on this? Oh, actually, I'm, I'm kind of still up in the air right now, but if I have to choose, oh my god! See, I okay, I'll, I'll set out my like what what I think and like what, what my thought process is. I love Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker is probably my second favorite fighter in the whole entire roster of every division. I love this guy. I think he's awesome. I think every fight he goes in there and just wants to bang and you know 
he's he's like you you root for him because he has that like underdog like kind of like feeling to him and he has that mentality of just I'm gonna go in there and just start ripping um I really like him but I don't know I feel like I feel like Chandler he's coming into his first fight he has probably the he has crazy durability as a wrestler I think he can go I can I think I think he can go longer than Hooker can because I remember Hooker in the last fight against Poirier he was gassed by what the third I think it was by the third or the fourth round he was have like huffing and puffing and he, he's also getting his ass beat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Poirier is probably a better striker than Chandler is. But Chandler still has nine knockouts and can still probably handle himself on the feet pretty well. So as much as I love Hooker and I want him to win, I really, really do. And I don't really care for Chandler. I think I'm going to go for Chandler on this one. It, ta- it pains me. It pains me so much. But... Dan Hooker's also you're six fucking... feet tall, and Michael Chandler's five foot eight. Yeah, and that... Quentin, you're you're a fucking you're a fucking traitor. I am a traitor. I, <laughs> I love I love Dan Hooker so much, and if he wins, I'll be so happy, and I hope to regret picking against him. But I'm gonna go uh, Michael Chandler. See, this All is why right. it's, this is why it's up in oh, the yeah. air. Yeah, I just want to say this is why it's up in the air because this is basically the test to see. How Bellator actually is, because you could easily say Michael Chandler is the best thing coming out of Bellator ever. So that hasn't been in the UFC first. So this this will be the test. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, well, it's the time has finally come. We're gonna talk about it. Um, I don't really see. I, I see us having similar thoughts on this fight. But, I mean, we're going to have to talk about it anyways. Uh, I'll give our point of views. We're going to get to the main event of UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, too. Uh, I'll just uh, – I've gone first a couple times. Um, we'll go to Quinton because he's gone first only once, I think. So, Quinton, go for it. Uh, with McGregor, I think a lot of people are saying he's going to be rusty, blah, 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 blah. He's not, he's not, hasn't fought in uh, a long time. Whatever, I still think he is the best boxer in like the, the whole roster. Like out of every division, he's probably one of the. He probably is the best boxer than Max Holloway. I think he is. I think he is good. Obviously, I think I think Poirier looked great in his last fight, and I think he's improved immensely on his feet. And I think he can handle probably going a couple rounds with McGregor, but I don't think he can hang with him. I think it's McGregor for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you. Um I, I see McGregor having multiple options of how he could win versus Poirier. Everyone's like, Well, if if Poirier can get it to the third and fourth round and like he could take the fight, well that's if he doesn't you know, if, if he loses the first three rounds, even if he survives them, if he loses the first three rounds, yeah, then he's, he's gotta finish him. Yeah, exactly. There's no uh... like, yeah, then then he's done. Like that's he's it. fucked. Like yeah, I don't, but I don't want to count out Poirier because he's tough. He's tough. He's and he's a great fighter. And I, like, like fuck, he beat Max Holloway. I mean, at one fifty-five, and granted, but like he's beat people and he's gone the distance. And I don't think he is. A, he's gotten a lot better. I think it's going to be different than the first fight, obviously. But I, I don't see him taking the W. Yeah, man, I want Poirier to win. 
so bad because I'm I could definitely say I'm a Poirier fan, whereas I don't hate McGregor, but I'm definitely not like a a big fan. He's just one of the top probably three best fighter top five best fighters on the UFC roster. Un undoubtedly, but I mean I'd rather see Poirier win, but do I think he is? Probably not. Like the, I don't know, man. The only way I could see it happening is if they do get into a brawl and it does go past the third round, then maybe I could... Because this is the thing. Everybody always talks about McGregor's shitty gas tank. So, I mean, if that ends up being true, then I guess Poirier's best chance would be to try to get a knockout in the later rounds. But it's exactly as I said. If he gets his ass beat for the first few rounds, it doesn't really matter, right? No, like, it, and, and to get a finish, especially, like, if you're, you're down... He's going to be desperate at that point. That's only going to make uh, McGregor better, even if he's tired. The only, I just, I only see there being one possible way for him to win, submission. and it's a late, it's a late submission finish or just ground and pound, like. But he's got to get him to the ground once he's tired, mm-hmm. and I mean, he could do it. He could do it. Like I believe in Dustin Poirier's abilities, but not as much as I believe in Conor McGregor's abilities. That's for fucking sure. Like, yeah, like he's no Khabib. <laughs> No, like that's the no. thing. Pori is too much of a brawler. He's too okay. It's obviously nobody's okay with getting hit, but the way he fights is he's a lot more willing to take a shot to give a shot than I'd say some guys are. And with a guy like Conor McGregor, you can't fight like that because he's gonna pop you with swift, precise, hard shots that are gonna fuck you up. I mean, just look at Aldo, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also. Di- also, different Conor McGregor, right? That that McGregor was shit talk McGregor, where he'd piss everybody off to the point where they'd just be raging, and then he'd just do what he did to Aldo, get Buddy so mad that he's just gonna charge you with a big right, and then just quick back step, boom, done. Yeah, I think also there's a problem with balanced fighters. I know there's like, because like you're good at this, but you're also like you're good at striking, but you're also a little good at grappling. Where you're also good with jujitsu, where you're also good with durability. Or- stamina or whatever i don't like he's good in little areas whereas mcgregor is an elite striker i think he whereas you can end someone quickly with that whereas your striking is good but you don't know if you can just finish a guy or if like you're on the ground you don't know if you can just submit the like you know what i mean like he's not elite in one area yeah would you almost take a spe- would you almost take a specialist over uh, a rounded fighter is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Or not, not maybe not specialist, but... Someone who's very good, like Israel, like who's good at one thing and can do it super, like, top level. Whereas Poirier is good in, like, multiple different areas, but isn't, like, elite in any areas either. You know what I mean? Yeah, the biggest fear, the biggest fear of a specialist is running into somebody who is good at what they're good at, but then they're also good at what they're not good at, if that makes sense. Like, if Israel was to was to fight somebody who was just as good at a kickboxer as him, but their grappling was way better, then he would be in for a tough night. But, I mean, Israel wouldn't be where he is if he didn't have the takedown defense that he does, right? He's rounded, Mm -hmm. but he just, like you said, he specializes in one thing that makes him almost the best in the UFC, or at least in his weight class at that thing, which is, in his case, kickboxing, but it could be jiu-jitsu or wrestling, anything. 100%. And Quentin... No, I was going to say, you are right, like, you you can't, like, I definitely would agree, like, I feel like the, all the best fighters were more of specialists for one thing, and then just were able to get their other skills up to an adequate enough level 
to make sure that they could execute their game plan to suit their strengths. Exactly. Like, exactly. anybody that's actually where you could be like, oh, they have good striking, but they also have good ground and they have good submissions. Yeah, you don't really see too many of those people actually, like, rise the rankings and, like, win championships or anything. It's always guys that, like, look, if you just look at most of the champions now, like, Jan Blahovich. Sure, you could you could say he's a good all round fighter, but he's known for the Polish power for knocking motherfuckers out. Exactly. Izzy, sure, he has good good takedown defense, and sure he could be a good grappler on the ground, but we don't know because he's never gotten taken down really. Yeah, and Anderson Silva didn't really have to ever go on the ground except a couple times. Yeah, he specialized. Chael Sonnen, whenever Chael Sonnen dominated him, yeah, with the true champion. <laughs> <Chael> <laughs> Never lost a round. Never lost a round. Nope. You ever watch? No, you sir. Ever, not have one. you ever listened to his uh, his podcast or his like show? I watched the clips on. I watched the clips on YouTube. Yeah, I watched like yeah, the, the, like Bad Guy Inc. videos. Yeah, he's great. I, I love. I actually love that man. I think he's. You ever seen a story about him and Tito? Fantastic. Him and Tito. Uh, maybe, but I mean, tell it. it. I'm sure it'll be a good one. Okay, well, it was like, I, I'm like going to screw it up maybe a little bit, but uh, you know how Chael and Tito had the like um, the rivalry with Bellator and stuff, and they've had, yeah. they had a couple back and forth, and Chael Sonnen's probably the best trash talker ever in MMA, and Tito's a big airhead. Like, the dude is just a, a blockhead. Um, what? So, Tito... What was it? Chael Sonnen was at the airport in Portland, and all of a sudden, like he's getting picked up at the airport, and all of a sudden he hears a voice behind him. He's like, "Hey, motherfucker!" And Chael turns around, and it's Tito Ortiz. This is just after their like press conference they had for Bellator, and he's just like, "Hey, Tito, what are you doing in Portland?" He's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," and he's just like, "What?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna kick your ass." I heard what you said. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I literally. What do you? I asked you, what are you doing in Portland, and you want to kick my ass, and just I don't know, it's just ridiculous, dumb bullshit. But I just love Chael Sonnen. Yeah, Chael's been in uh, in, in some uh, good ones before. He's said some stupid stuff, especially like when he got into his commentating days oh, or like analyst days, whatever you want to call it. He said some stupid things, but he also had some really good one-liners too. So, I mean, it's give and take, right? Yeah, he tries to be like. You win he tries to be like Ric Flair. Like, he tries to be the wrestling heel, which, I mean, you know, doesn't always work out for him. But I appreciate him trying to be different from, yeah, I had a good fight, blah, blah, blah. Like, he tries to be – make sure he's entertaining. And he's articulate. He's smart. He's well-witted. Speaking of entertaining, Dan Hooker by far had the best dunk of the uh, press conference today. Oh yeah, yeah. Chirpin Oliveira, calling him Char- calling him Charlie Olives, <laughs> saying he's yeah, just thin, so as skinny as a broomstick. I was at work. I was at work, so I didn't hear the shit. And I mean, Quentin has no excuse, but I don't think he heard it. Wes was the only one to get up in the morning and watch the press I, conference. I kept so up with you're tw- going to be our freaking insider updates, here. But that was just like after the fact. Yeah, there wasn't really anything super interesting, just like normal shit. Except yeah, Dan Hooker because he was just basically saying that he shouldn't. He shouldn't even be fighting Michael Chandler. The only reason he is is because Oliveira, who he now calls Charlie Olives, which that's all I'm ever going to call him now for the rest of his life. Charlie Olives turned down the fight because he supposedly couldn't make weight. And then he proceeds to look right at Dana and be like, Dana, do you seriously believe Charlie Olives couldn't make weight? That guy's as skinny as a broomstick. And uh, (laughs) 
that was by far the that was the biggest dunk of the press conference. Other than that, nothing else really. But Gregor wasn't really roasting anybody or anything. He was just he's just chilling. He's like, a, he's like a full-on dad now, so he just doesn't. Um... Well, do you guys do you guys also think that Habib kind of put a hole in his ego a little bit? I mean, he's still going to always have that McGregor swagger, that the, like the ego that he has. But do you guys think um, he kind of got humbled by Habib after? After the whole, you know, like let's talk now thing, where he's just pumping, yeah. you know, the fucking living shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's a lot more uh, humility. Like he has a lot more humility. He's a lot more. Um, I don't know. I think it, I think having a kid and I think going away for a couple years um, kind of brought him down back, like brought him down to earth, made him a little more uh, not as cocky, I guess. Yeah, except for when he punched that old. Yeah, dude. that was weird. What well, was? There was some weird shit he did in that span of time that was just like, what? It didn't make any sense. Like he's probably like in a bar and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna give you the best whiskey you ever had. And the fucking dude just like, no man, I'm I'm good. He's like, no, fucking drink it, drink it. And dude's like, no. And I don't know if that's what actually happened, but I could just envision that in my head. That's that's the scene. Fucking drink it. It seemed like it. And then just cocaine, cocaine, all the drug. (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, ask John Jones. Yeah. We'll get into that on another episode. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, we could probably wrap it up here. Uh, like always, I'll ask you guys. Uh, Wes, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or no, good? I think uh, think that it's about it. Hope Dustin Poirier wins. Don't think he's going to. All right, you heard it here first, Quentin. You um, got anything? Uh, nothing really much. All I say is I hope Hooker wins. I'm sorry I went against you. <laughs> um, I think you're amazing or awesome, but uh, sorry, man. <laughs> I got to pick Chandler on this one. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. I, I like this. This episode had um, a little bit more uh, different choices. Like we, the first two episodes, we kind of, we, well, we all shit the bed pretty good on the first <laughs> two episodes. We were both picked more losers than, than winners, but <laughs> Uh, this one, we, we kind of spread it out a little bit more. I think Rebus and Calderwood were the only two that we all picked the same, I think. Yeah, so, I think... Or, except for, I guess, McGregor. I think we better too. reasoning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, except for me. I steamroll, uh, I mean, I just fucking hope no, you can take him down. You, just you, you like that hope. style, and you, you like the nickname. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> hey, you yeah. gotta get it to fucking do something. I've lost money on nicknames before, though. <laughs> That's yes, sir. Oh, wait, wait. Who, okay, before we go, do you know like the the redhead guy, the really crazy one? The alpha yeah, ginger. Spike, what's his Spike? Clark, yeah. Spike Carla, Carla? Is that insane? Yeah, he's one yeah, of Dusty's favorite players. Yeah, he's fucking insane. He has he um. I think he has a crazy. Is that his nickname, the Ginger Alpha? The Alpha the Ginger. Alpha yeah. Ginger. That's a good. That's see. That's the best nickname so far. Like right now, I think currently is the best nickname. Oh, the vanilla gr- grill is pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's good. decent. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, actually. Wait. I feel like that should have been Brock Lesnar's name. Brock Lesnar probably fits that like, oh, way yeah. better. Darren Till does look like... Darren, Except he's on steroids. Darren Till does look like a gorilla, if you've ever seen like a, a comparison picture. Did you guys see Darren Till's fucking Instagram um, live Darren the other day? Till. I know he's Karen I know Till. He's Karen Till, yeah, he's Karen Karen Till now. <laughs> Basically, basically, he was, like, at a gas station getting, like, gas and some other shit. 
And I guess when he was pumping his gas or whatever, he didn't have a mask on. So these two like cops that were walking around tried to give him a ticket and give him shit, and he just fucking went off on him. I don't get that shit. You're not around anybody. Like, and it, he was mad because the cop because the cop also was not wearing a mask. Oh yeah, then that's. But was trying to give him a fine for it. So he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he just kept calling them a bunch of muppets, as the as the. UK guys do. Fucking Muppets, you fucking wankers. Bunch of yeah, fucking I heard, I heard that clip. I heard the fucking Muppets. I heard the clip. Um, I'm going to check it out immediately. That sounds awesome. I love Dan. Oh, it's pretty fucking yeah. funny. You fucking Muppets. All right, boys. Well, um, I'm excited for this weekend. I know you guys are excited for this weekend, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be gonna be a fucking awesome night of fights. And uh, hopefully everything goes well with our picks, and hopefully we make some money. That'll be fucking good. I hope everybody listening makes fucking money. I hope I don't know. You get drunk, you get laid, whatever you want to do this weekend. You fucking send it. <laughs> I don't have a gr- go I- for it. We're, we're living in a cruel world, so we hope we hope everybody's parlays hit, unless they go against I, ours. I, I don't gamble. You. I don't have a girlfriend, and I don't drink or do drugs. So I'm just gonna enjoy watching the fights, drinking a Coca Cola or something. Hey, hey, you drink your Coca-Cola and it'll fucking taste thank refreshing. You. Thank I you. you I that. appreciate that very much. All hey, right. Co- hey, not everybody cool. can be a degenerate, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll we we that, do it I'll enough for everybody. So I'll it's... save it for you guys. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, thanks for talking, All right, see boys. You later.